Hi, everyone. I'm Allie. And I'm Rach. Welcome back to the Book Report. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. We're glad you're here for the fourth episode, but the final book in the Curse Breaker series. You've made it through four episodes and, and a whole trilogy with us. We're so grateful for you. And please let us know if you're listening because we can't let our parents or our family know what we're talking about. So, <laughs> and we're a little embarrassed to share it with our friends. They don't know what gigantic nerds we are. The f- I really do believe that when we st- first started reading fantasy books, people didn't know what we had turned into. Were we the kids that in high school that learned Elvish? I feel like that was the the sentiment. And, I, and my husband was one of those people, and he still, <laughs> that was the sentiment. I will say, though, I don't think it's a far reach. Anyone who knew me mm-hmm. during the Game of Thrones obsession, I mean, everyone was watching Game of Thrones, and then I had read the books before, knew the history. I, mm-hmm. I was so nerdy about it. And I'm going to say, so was your husband. No, he definitely so. was. And he was the I mean, our friends definitely made fun of the fairy books we were reading, mainly because they were so pornographic in nature. (laughs) Um, Many a party ended with someone picking up whatever book that I had laid out on the table and just flipped to a page. But doesn't everyone's great grandma or grandma, like, they all read? Yeah, but that was never in my mind me. That stuff? Oh, I... And it was me. It it me. (laughs) I have no judgment against myself. For what I choose to read. Because one, I think reading anything uses different parts of your brain than like Mm -hmm. sitting down and watching TV or playing video games or any, I think any of it's, it's all forms of entertainment. It helps me relax. Helps me relax. I'm not a do nothing person. I'm a busybody, And when I, I, I'm not too ashamed to admit that I was definitely in a reading slump when I started A Court of Thorns and Roses. And... It was the first time where I felt like I'm going to sit on this beach mm-hmm. for five hours and be perfectly content yeah. and happy and maybe a little toasty because it's hot <laughs> and I was drinking too many. What were we drinking? <laughs> Salty, dogs. Salty dogs. Ooh, Salty dogs. Salty so dogs. Lots of them. So if, if you're listening to this, please chime in on TikTok yeah. or Instagram or send us an email. And What we're saying is... We don't judge you, but if we you have do not. friends that are judging you because of any of your reading choices, this is the spot. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're reading. And again, we're not going to be just doing young adult or just fantasy or we're, we're whatever we happen to like, that's what we're going to read. And that's the kind of mentality we encourage. You do mm-hmm. you. If what makes you happy? not a book that looks interesting to you, hey, don't care. You can skip that week and pick up on another week where it does. Yeah. Maybe just like to listen to my vocal fry. <laughs> Oof, I'm so we had a sorry. Whole discussion about uh, vocal fry, avoiding it, and yeah, all those fun things. I had so fun fact about me. Back in the day, long, 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 long time ago, one of my many lives, I was an on-air radio DJ at a Christian radio station. So I had a vocal coach who tried to one rid me of my southern accent and two uh I feel like vocal fry wasn't as much of a thing when I was in high school people didn't talk mm-hmm. about it much but I don't even know if the person 
the coach called it vocal fry, but that was something that they talked about me trying to avoid was vocal fry. Failed at it, failed at losing the accent, even though it's much better now than it was uh, 20 years ago. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we told this story, but when I was reading A Court of Thorns and Roses on this I feel like we've talked about this bachelorette party so much, but it was also in the middle of COVID. So it really was maybe the best trip I've ever been on just because uh, yes. of the year that we've had. But we are sitting by a pool in Mexico and it's just Ali and I, the other girls were doing something else. And I am reading one of the A Court of Florence and Roses <laughs> book and Ali is reading, I don't know which book, uh, it's probably the first or second, because I don't know that you brought all three. I didn't bring trip. all three of this. I brought all three the of the one. other series I was reading. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was one day. of the, I, it was probably A Curse of Dark and Lonely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Ali and I, we are happily married. We are not on this trip to seek out male companionship. We were barely on the trip to party. I mean, we were in bed every night early and mm-hmm. getting up and drinking our green juices in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was such a lovely, it was the best. It just a really a, a trip all about self-care. I felt I cared for myself on that yeah. And so we're sitting by the pool, drinking our cocktails, reading the books we want to read, and this man comes up next to us. This is way too cool for us. Way too cool. And <laughs> that's not my the aura that surrounds me. And... Al, he asked what we were reading. I wanted to die when he said, hey, what are you reading? Allie got out like three words and this man heard her accent and was <laughs> absolutely smitten. No, like, I'm from Florida. Me. I have vocal fry. No one wants to I, talk to one, me. One, I think he but. genuinely was just being chatty and asking what we were reading. I don't... And, to, I don't think anyone was smitten, but it was funny. They ended up being the most delightful group, but I also wanted to die when I had to say, mm-hmm. it's a book about a retelling of Beauty and the Beast young adult fantasy novel series. Mm-hmm. Oh, we told him. We sure and did. He's like a DJ from Chicago. Oh, he was <laughs> so cool. And he brought his whole friend group over. They and were so fun. They yes. were. We had so much fun that day. Um, and that is just not the vibe we normally project is party with us or no we were wearing big brim hats everything screamed step back friend we are not wanting to talk to you I think I follow him on Instagram still because I he was telling us about his mobile DJ truck in Chicago and how he like pivoted during COVID and Mm -hmm. I was so genuinely fascinated with how anyone how any businesses pivoted during COVID that Mm -hmm. we had a whole conversation about we talked a lot about business yeah. It was fun. So, it was fun. Yeah. But yes, I was reading I was reading this series during that time. Speaking of this series, it is the final book of Vow So Bold and Deadly by Bridget Kimmerer. Thanks for taking this journey with us. We yes. hope that if you didn't read it and you listen to us for all the spoilers. I hope we're good cliff notes for you. Yeah. No Probably one else not. likes that except for us, so I'm glad you found us. Um but I, okay. I loved it. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Let's get into the summary first. Oh, first, do actually, let's do the cocktail. Let's do the cocktail. Delicious okay. cocktail you put together? This is a hodgepodge of things I Googled today. Last minute trying to come up with a cocktail on theme. We decided to name this the Lilith. 
because she is cursing Ren to transform into this monster. So this is the Lilith, and it is Jen and Butterfly Pea Flower Simple Syrup. So if you don't know the Butterfly Pea Flower... You should do a TikTok on how you make it. Oh, I will. I will. You it's can make so a simple syrup. You buy these kind of dried flowers that are blue, and you make a simple syrup, steep the flowers in it for a while, 15, 20 minutes, strain it out, and you get this lovely dark blue simple syrup. So you mix it with your gin, and I did some mint, shook the gin, the simple syrup, and the mint, poured it in a glass, put a little bit of uh, Topo Chico just because we wanted a little bit of a watered-down cocktail for <laughs> recording a podcast. Then the beauty of butterfly pea flowers is that they change colors, so they transform. So you take an ounce of lemon juice, pour it into your cocktail, and watch it transform from this dark blue to this lovely lavender color mm-hmm. that we have in front of us now. So it's a fun little party trick. We um, made them for our kids earlier without the gin, and they were stoked about Yeah, them. we made some little like mocktails mm-hmm. where they could add their lemon juice. It was really fun. So yeah, the Lilith. It transforms colors. Cheers. <laughs> to the oh, final book. To the final book. We will have the cocktail recipe and a video posted soon, and you can make it and have this drink along with us as you listen or as you read your book. All right, so a vow so bold and deadly. Let's get in on the summary. So first I will say every trilogy should have a two-page recap in mm-hmm. the first few pages if you're like me, any new season of your TV show comes out, any new book comes out, you are panicking trying to find a good review or a good recap. But where we are is Gray. We know that Gray is the actual heir slash mm-hmm. half Mage Smith, uh, heir of Emberfall, brother to Ren, all of this stuff. So in the final book of this series, we've got Ren who's dealing with all of that. Ren is in my opinion, lollygagging quite a bit about the fact that there is a war coming because Grey has given him a 60-day countdown. Grey and Liamara are over in Shil- Sil-, Sil Shallow. I'm going to have trouble saying that. I know. It's so hard. Sil Shallow. Uh, they are ready to go to war with Ren in Emberfall. 60 days. He knows it's coming. He's just kind of not not facing the reality of his situation but Lilith is back and she is essentially blackmailing him she wants him to win the war so she wants him to go to war win the war and marry her so she can rule Emberfall good news is there's like one silver lining in this whole part of the book and that is that Rin catches wind of a secret stash of weapons in Silvermoon Harbor uh, that can kill magical beings. So Ren and Harper in the first part of the book, they're kind of struggling in their relationship. Everything's falling apart. Ren can't get it together. Uh, Lilith is back. And also, he never tells Harper He's not about telling Harper. Lilith. That, I feel like that drove a wedge. The whole first part of the book mm-hmm. was really frustrating. Endlessly frustrating. If you would mm-hmm. just talk, if, if all of you would just talk, mm-hmm. things would be so much better. So you've got that going on in Emberfall. Harper doesn't know Lilith is back. Ren is avoiding the inevitable war. He's just like head is buried in the sand. In Sil Shallow, 
Liamara is on the struggle bus as queen. She is dodging assassination attempts left and right. Her people, so they're not too happy with her. She's allied herself with Grey. And so remember the sill shallow rule that whoever kills the ruler becomes the ruler. Mm-hmm. So her people do not trust magic at all in sill shallow. And they think that Grey is essentially going to use Liamara's army to march on Emberfall, win that throne, then immediately turn on her and take Sil Shallow as well. So that's what they think is going to happen. It's not that they don't trust Liamara. It really is magic. They each don't person magic. that tries to kill her refers their assassination attempt back to it being about magic. Yeah, you've aligned yourself with this evil we all worked so hard to stranger, conquer. Yeah. And a stranger mm-hmm. who is the heir to Emberfall that we're going to war with? Mm-hmm. But... I will say I found myself getting confused a lot in this book. Like the strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit. So Well, okay, the strategy is align yourselves with Emberfall. If you have a friend in Emberfall. In Emberfall, you can ha- use their trade routes. So It's true. It's true. They still they're in love, but they're going to be in separate kingdoms. It, yeah. That's so where Gray it kind of falls apart. Gray and Liamara are a thing. Falling. Yeah, falling at this point, yes. So yeah, she's got she's dodging assassination attempts. Her sister's Nola Vera is helping her, and it's just like you've got to get it together. You've got to show more power. Mm-hmm. Liamara's struggling as well because she's just kind, maybe too kind to be a queen, as mm-hmm. a, probably a lot of us would be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Gray isn't going anywhere because in this book we get our quarter of a pepper. We get our little slice of a pepper, and Gray and Liamara do the dirty. They're clearly in it to win it. Their relationship, like about this, you this get time in the book. No details. No, it's basic. It's it is the most as an as a thirty six year old who almost thirty seven who is has read some hardcore smutty <laughs> books recently. You read this and you're like, aw, all this so little. Also, like I, one thing I kind of liked. Mom, I hope you're not listening, was, weren't both of the, oh, I guess Ren was not a virgin, but it made it seem like Grey oh, was yeah. the only virgin in this story. I oh, think, I can't remember that. Can't Someone remember. says, I've never. And and it, it was, it was Grey. Okay, that's what it is. Which reminds, it's like a 90s song or something. It is, yeah. <laughs> what is the song I'm thinking of? Softly whispers, I've never. I have no That's idea. All right. Oh nope, I know what it is. It's mm-hmm. um, the summer by Garth Brooks is what I get when I hear oh. "I've never." He softly whispers, "I've never," and she says, "That's all right." That's what it made me think of. <laughs> that summer, that summer by Garth Brooks. No, let's go back to Ren and Harper. Ren gets his hands on one of those daggers I was talking about—the magic oh. mm-hmm. daggers that can repel magic. They're created in the iced forests of. Ishalasa. Ishalasa. Something like that. Wow, where that right. It's where the scrapers live. So it's okay. like these these weapons are created Isaac. there. Where Isaac is. But who knows if it works? Because you guess, guess what? He gets his hands on this and everyone's like, great. There's no magical creatures around. So mm. are you going to just take your chances with this dagger? So they've gone to Silvermoon Harbor to get this weapon. Rin while in Silvermoon Harbor, realizes just how much he is not liked by his people because things get 
sort of out of hand. Like a crowd gathers, they're booing him. Gets a little shat on by a big old crowd of his subjects. And there's kind of a close call with he and Harper. But I will say this close call, it does get the two of them talking Mm -hmm. close again. We get another little half pepper moment, quarter of a pepper. So yeah, it's this near death situation kind of gets them back on each other's sides and and back talking and trusting each other. We get our little pepper moment. And then correction. Um, the dagger came from Chelsea, the spy. Yes, it did come from Chelsea, the spy. It comes from the, all these weapons are made in this, where the scrapers are from. It's made by steel from there, but Chelsea, the spy is who leads him to the dagger, gets him the dagger. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to help me with the Chelsea piece because that was, it was an interesting storyline, but it didn't go anywhere super interesting. I mean, it was, so she was the spy that was helping Ren find out where Gray and Liamara were putting their forces yeah. when he was still entertaining this idea that he was going to rule with Lilith at yeah. Some, yeah. To, uh, to save Harper. And so he's told of this spy who's a woman that can go in and out of Sil Shallows pretty easily. Turns out she is one of Liamara's advisors. Mm-hmm. And this, and, but nothing really ever comes from it. She yeah. dies in a battle. And I mean, I mean there's like a small storyline there, but she seemed like a rad character. I yeah. was kind of bummed to see her killed off. I would have loved to keep her alive to like make her a part of the yeah. movement. Um, For sure. But she was an interesting character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she, she delivered the dagger. And I think she did a – well, I don't know if she accompanied them to Silvermoon um, Harbor. But, yeah, it was super – so you're, you're on book three. No one's had sex yet. It is definitely like – You're kind of like how? Kind of like a – there's lots of hot moments that you think, these are adults yes. that are in that are alone. Mm-hmm. And – Like kings and queens ruling king, nations. Right. What? This is what happens when you read young YA stuff yeah, as back and forth adults. And so you have Gray and Liamara have sex for the first time, and then like two days later, Gray and Harper do. <laughs> or Ren and Harper. Or Ren and Harper. I'm sorry. Oh God, back that up. Ren and Harper. And then two days later, Ren and Harper do, which I thought was funny that these brothers, yeah, oh, have I have sex even... with their like respective lovers on the same. <laughs> It's the same day. As it is like a, a romance that you saw it on is, TV. It is. Um, unfolds like that a bit. Okay, so Ren has the dagger. Doesn't know if it works, but he and Harper are on better terms. Gray and Liamara, everyone's done the dirty. Mm-hmm. And then every pepper is ruined. All of the dreams are dashed because Ren and Harper are in bed together, sleeping. Oof. And Lilith, she shows up. And seems very jealous when she sees Harper and Ren together in bed. And I forgot all of this happened right after they had sex. Yeah. It's that it's either the night of or it right is. after. Yeah, she was they were in bed. And she comes in she comes in Ren's room. She's very angry and it starts getting real. She's getting heated. She's mad. She heard them talking about peace at some point. Yeah. yeah. She can like they all t- 
talk all the time openly. As if in, she's not going to just appear. Yeah. It, it does seem like you'd be more secretive. If yeah. You knew she was just bopping around. I have speaking pig Latin or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Figure something out. So also the part about this that drove me crazy is Ren, like an absolute dumb dumb, thinking with only his penis, has just traveled to a whole nother town on a dangerous mission to get this dagger. So he took a big trip. He paid big money. He almost died for this dagger. And knowing that this enchantress can show up any second, that would be strapped on my body mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah, you but would no, be having sex with that. Just he did not. He mm-hmm. was having hot pepper time and <laughs> left the dagger out of reach, and he can't get to it in time to like stab Lilith with this dagger. So there's chaos everywhere. Lilith is basically. It's awful. Mutilating Rin, essentially. Killing guards left and right. She's actually already killed. Oh, yeah. She had snuck in the castle and killed a bunch of guards mm-hmm. to get so to their them. their room is the last room she gets to after she'd killed everyone that she'd found alive yeah. in the castle. She's killed a bunch of the guards. And she's torched. She gets mad. She's torturing. I mean, they try to kill her. It's not working. Zoe is the most badass of all badasses and comes in and is just like peppering Lilith with arrows left and right. And Ren is like, get Harper out of here. Mm-hmm. So Zoe grabs Harper, runs. Ren's redemption story. She's just like peppering Lilith with arrows, no pun intended. Uh, Harper does manage to slice Lilith. There's this moment where Harper does slice Lilith with the the magic dagger mm-hmm. and it's everything's so chaotic and you're kind of seeing I think it's through Ren's because the chapters change point yeah. of view so Ren's point of view and he's getting mutilated and he just happens to notice that of all the things healing because Lilith can get shot or stabbed or anything can happen and she heals immediately it might slow her down but if she can like get the arrow out of her body it's going to heal up and he notices she's pulling these arrows out of her body but the one thing that's not healing is this slice by this dagger so it's working but that's not super helpful when you're mostly dead from also Harper an enchantress. takes the dagger. And Harper takes the dagger. <laughs> so no one was thinking very well in this scenario. Zoe grabs Harper. They get out. Uh, so we have this glimpse that the wound isn't healing. But while fleeing, Zoe gets snatched off her horse. Presumably, you think, presumably killed. Rin, okay, no. Harper, though, is still fleeing and somehow makes it all the way to, drumroll, Sil Shallow. In one day. In like one day. Her grand, I keep, I kept comparing this to Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. It's not at all the same story or depth of a story or anything. But you remember how in the last season, everyone kept questioning the timeline? Like in season one, it took them so long to get here. And then in season four, it took them a day. Same thought. Same thought. Uh, they never address it other than like, she's so tired. She just gets to Sil Shallow to find Grey. So she thinks, all right, Ren got captured by Lilith. I got to find Grey because we're still friends. He's mm-hmm. my friend. He'll do the right thing. You get a little bit of a reunion with the whole gang, right? Her brother, everything. Harper goes straight to Liamara and is like, I need you to help me get Ren back 
from an evil enchant from Lilith, the evil enchantress. She's holding him captive and she's torturing him. And honestly, this is where I start getting lost. This is why I'm neither a queen or a war strategist, mm-hmm. probably, because I could not keep the strategies. I was already struggling with the strategy. I really couldn't keep it straight here. On one hand, I get fleeing to your friends. Mm -hmm. You're going to flee to your friends and try to convince your supposed enemy that there's a bigger enemy out there, Lilith, who's holding your boyfriend and their former friend hostage. Newly lover. Yes, newly lover. So, like, on one hand, it makes sense. And again, to the Game of Thrones reference, a little bit Night King-esque, where Jon Snow's just like, no, the real enemy is not. not." And I get Harper's thinking – This is not, all this is bullshit. All of this Mm -hmm. squabbling. There is this evil enchantress who has no, nothing but vengeance on the mind. That is what we have to fix. So on the other hand, Liamara is like, why do I care? I kind of need Lilith and Ren to die. It doesn't matter. I'm at war with Emberfall and anyone who's not the rightful heir to Emberfall. So why would she save Ren? It makes a lot of sense too. And then I get confused. I feel like this is when it comes in that Liamara is kind and yeah. maybe more wise to discern that Harper, all of because all of this doesn't make sense, there could be no strategy in Harper's thinking. Like, yeah. Harper has no strategy. She's acting out of desperation. And Liamara is a kind person who can recognize that. Can recognize desperation and this is not and she's not lying to me grace tells her that like mm-hmm. harper's a good person she's not she's not going to come to you and try to right she's not working me. for ren to you could make your choice but what she's saying is true mm-hmm. and i also this is going to be my last game of thrones reference for this <laughs> summary part of the thought process too is if lit so if lilith is allowed to wage war She's going to go Khaleesi on King's Landing style. She has no, she doesn't care about people. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care about the subjects of Emberfall. She doesn't care about Sil Shallow. She cares about revenge. She will kill everyone in Emberfall. We cannot let her win. So I get that thought process. I think that's what Harper is trying to get across. This is, yeah. Like, you know, priority number one is to get rid of her. And also, I want Rin rescued from this situation, obviously. So while they're all chatting, Isaac confirms the dagger repels magic. So remember our Scraver friend, who sometimes just feels like this background character, but he's so important. They have to have him for so many parts of the story. He'll just yeah. pop in and be like, by the way, the dagger works, you know. So he confirms it. And... That it can kill Killith. So Liamara agrees to let Grey go kill Lilith and save Ren. So they get a little posse together. They are ready. They go back to Emberfall. This is all happening so fast, too. There's like yeah. the shortest space in the book left. Remember how long it took them? I mean, I not know. to like hark back on what you were already saying, but Harper gets there by herself miraculously with no food, no jacket. Remember she didn't have a jacket? Yes. And so she gets there, no problems. They get back to Emberfall. I think that takes them one night. So the little Jacob. posse, Gray Harper, Jacob, they all go back to Emberfall. And Leah Mara's kind of preparing for a war. 
they the posse gets to Emberfall. There's they're clearly preparing for war. They're like, we got to infiltrate the castle. Mm-hmm. You go here. These people go here. We're gonna and then we're gonna sneak in. And then there's this very anticlimactic meeting in the hallway where they're just walking. Gray's like walking through the halls of Emberfall and bumps into Ren, and he stumbles. So Ren stumbles into Gray and Harper. Eventually, you get this final big battle with, and it feels like I'm glossing over all of these big things because that's kind of what the book is doing. It's mm-hmm. happening very quickly. There's a kind of a battle between Lilith, Gray, Ren, Harper. Gray, you know, he has magic powers that he's been working on, but he's not good enough with his magic to battle Lilith. Instead of stabbing her with the magic dagger, she gets a hold of the magic dagger. Isaac busts into the room and tries to kill her but instead she then stabs him with the magic dagger and then Lilith is pissed and is ready to just like kill and curse everything it's all going badly and Ren just starts screaming turn me into the monster with your magic gray that's not exactly what he says it's paraphrased pretty much though but he's like turn me into the monster turn me into the monster and so Gray does. Gray uses his magic to turn Ren into the monster. You found this out in the first book that only magic can, can kill magic. Yes. So, which now I don't know why Isaac couldn't do that. I guess no, I she think was he, stabbing him. Yeah, okay. I think he could have. So when okay. he comes into the room, everyone there's this kind of like feeling of hope. Mm-hmm. And then she has the dagger. Okay, so she stabs right. him and he can't. And so Ren gets turned into the monster and kills Lilith. That's the end of Lilith. So and then Lilith turns back by himself. Then turns back. Easiest thing Gray, in the world. Gray just says, come back to us or something. And he turns mm-hmm. back. So we do get a little more randomness at the end where Isaac is not doing hot because he got stabbed a bunch with a re- magic repellent dagger. This is like a t- 10 out of 10 summary, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and he dies after telling Gray to save him. You're like, who is him? And Gray thinks, who is him? And then turns out, this is the part you may have to chime in all you want because this part mm-hmm. gets so convoluted to me. Well, I think we talked about last episode. The reason Isaac is doing all of this, traveling yeah. as part of this group to meet the queen initially was because he lost his son. He, You find out he is the king of the Scravers, which are north of still shallow and they have a treaty where the scravers can't go into their land they can't cross that border but his son left did not want to you know be the prince did not want to assume the throne so he's like looking for his son he's looking for his son and he thought the original queen of souls hollow had taken him he finds out that she didn't and you he does a little bit lose hope. Yeah. You don't hear about his son until he finds out that Lilith has entrapped the son. Yeah. So the the creature that was chasing Harper out of the woods wasn't Lilith, it was Isaac's son. Yeah. And Zoe, all this time, you thought she was dead yeah. because she wasn't with Harper, but she's been caring for Isaac's son. Yeah. Which is really sweet. And that's who Isaac is referring to at yeah. the very end. Um, so, yeah. So when he says save him, he's referring mm-hmm. to his son. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a 
very it's like one two pages that they somehow find the sun. It all happened. It, it happens. Allie's so right. Fast. It's the last few pages are you've invested a lot of time in these characters at this point. I mean, three books is a lot. Yeah, and they're demise and their succession happens very quickly right yeah so they find isaac's son who has been shot with an arrow gray Mm -hmm. heals him and then he kind of just flies off right yeah he kind of just he's injured in the woods in nakis n-a-k-i-i-s is Mm -hmm. his name and he's basically like Thanks for healing me. Uh, Gray's like, yo, your dad died. We were friends. I'd love to be your friend. He's like, nope. And then flies off. That's sort of that. A little weird. Um, As someone who never wants books to end, like the the book that, especially a series. Yes. I was really bummed at the ending. Yeah. I was like, you couldn't have taken, I don't know, 100 more pages to like let me yep. live this out for a couple more hours. I know. And then, honestly, the end is just, Ren is like, yo, I don't want to be king. Have at it, Grey. And everyone lives happily ever after. Mm -hmm. That's the summary. I'll go ahead and say what I don't like, because it's going to be that, what we're talking about right now, is I I don't know that I wanted it to be longer or another book, but I think it could have been spaced better. I think you could have shortened yeah. some of the stuff in the beginning or even in the second book maybe. That's a good critique. And just lengthened the end mm-hmm. more. But I, but, but I wondered, and I have done zero Googling or research about this. So I don't know. Maybe the answer's out there. I wondered if all of that ended with Isaac's son so fast because it would make a good spinoff. Mm. all of that like what he was doing that whole time Mm -hmm. being bound to Lilith where he goes after potentially running back into paths with them I think it could be a a good spinoff series or you know another trilogy or something like that so part of me wondered if there was a sexy scraver if there's a (laughs) hey there's that whole ice planet barbarians it's so hip to Ali's been trying to weave Ice Planet Barbarians into the podcast. I think why we're going to have to do it eventually. It's, it's a good Halloween book. Oh. Halloween week. That could, I know nothing about it other than the little you've told me about. It sounds bananas. Bananas. It sounds bananas. It's lots of peppers, I think. Just judging from the TikToks I see. I think it'd be a funny one. But yeah, I, it does I, – I wondered if there was a intention behind it, mm. making it like that. But it did. It just kind of – everything. even the way they just bump into each other in the hallway, I was like, really? That's mm-hmm. how it happens? Is that really how it happens? It, it goes so fast at the end. That's my biggest yeah. critique is that it just feels a little anticlimactic and rushed at the end. Um, I don't know. What do you think about – what was your – The what, other complaint I had was – so we've talked about how much of a bummer it was, how they didn't use time correctly, and the, how yeah. long it took to get from Emberfall to Soul Shallow. But Harper gets to Soul Shallow in a day or less. I mean, she never sleeps. She just gets, yeah. she goes straight there. But it takes over a week to get back, not for the journey. She spends a lot of time in Sil Shallow's 
talking to Gray, talking to Liamara, healing while Ren is back at the castle. And you know what state he was in. I think Lilith like tore hit one of his eyes out. Yeah. And he's missing an eyeball. Could hardly walk. I mean, so you hear about some of his time alone where he's trying to pull all the bodies out of the castle and burn them and it's I don't know, that was torture. Because you know that. It gives you these glimpses of Ren's life back without Harper. Like, she got there in a day. You'd think she'd just leave again. I know. Oh, you guys aren't going to help me? I still have this dagger that can... (laughs) It's so... It just seems really wild. Like... I know. I don't... That part, I didn't understand, but... It did feel... Bridget... We need you. Help us understand. I, I will say, as as far as what I liked, it did it wasn't it wasn't bad enough that it ruined the whole series for me. I still oh, love no. this series so much. It's still a great read. I, I read a lot of reviews where people were like, it made me hate this series. I didn't feel like that. I enjoyed it. And, you know, last last episode we said, or I said one of us said that it's just enough world building mm-hmm. that you're interested, you're intrigued, but not so much that you're having to go back and reference maps or histor- right. histories or something. And part of me thinks that is, you have, that's kind of what you get. Like, you can't have mm-hmm. it always. So it's a little rushed at the end. It's not perfect as far as the time it takes to travel back yeah. and forth. but. I, I still really still loved, loved it. it. It was worth my time. Mm-hmm. I tell myself the la- my favorite book is the last book I read. Because I rarely have a do not finish book. Have you ever not finished, DNF'd a yes. book? Yes. Oh. Do you want to say which one it was? Yes, or? I absolutely will. Shout out to my friend Elizabeth who has the same one as me. Uh, and we randomly will text each other. What? It's been... 10 years, longer than that, that we'll just randomly text each other this when we pick it up again. It's this book called Possession. Huh. And Never heard of it. It was my favorite English teacher in college. It was her, one of her favorite books. Same for my friend Elizabeth. Looking it up. It is, I don't want to get into a summary or anything, mm-hmm. but it is about like historians tracing down the love connection between two poets or something like that. And I want to like it so much because my favorite English teacher loved it. I was supposed to read it in college. I didn't. I kind of faked reading it for a discussion. And I once every year pick it up and I think this is the year I'm going to read Possession. And I cannot get past the same spot. I've reread the beginning of that book I'm not even joking, probably 20 times. I graduated college in 07, so I've read it so many times and have never finished. And if we could make a podcast episode about our DNF books that we never finished, I'd love that. I was about to say I don't have many, but as you were talking about possession, I'm like, no, I do have a lot that I just didn't didn't find interesting enough to finish the book. But do you, I think what makes it interesting is if you didn't find it interesting enough to finish, but it bothers you, you never, I sure, like I can, I've never finished this one. There's I books I can put them. down and be like, nah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. What is yours? So there was a book called Swamplandia. What is Swamplandia? It's, I'm, I mean, I'm from Florida. It's a 
book that originates in Florida. It's a it's not a fantasy, but it's about an Florida's a weird state, but there are a lot of these side towns that have almost these circus features on their land and it was a spot where you could go and watch alligators wrestle or people wrestle alligators and it was about this little girl that grew up there everything about it it was recommended to me because it was Mm -hmm. so good I think it was a bestseller and just didn't didn't finish it you know what would be a great New Year's series mm-hmm. is our books we never read. Our New Year's resolution is to finally check that book off. Yes. And everyone, every, we would encourage everyone else to read theirs. Uh-huh. And then we can chat about it. Okay, we're going to circle back. I love this idea. Winter season. I love it and hate it. My heart sank. We won't devote a whole episode for each DNF, but we will... We'll, we'll do, do ours together. We'll really do something fun. fun. That'd I like be that so a lot. Fun. I like it. Oh, oh my gosh. Blandia. I finally sent it to McKay's and now I regret it. I still have, I think I, maybe I did send it to McKay's. <gasps> we got to go find both... our copies. Okay. I'm going to go look as soon as this is over. <laughs> see if I have my copy of possession. I have a random question for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that scene where I thought of this when I was reading it, rereading it today, when Lilith wakes Harper up right before that big fight ensues and everything goes to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. And Harper's gut reaction is to grab a dagger and launch it. Lilith, maybe mm-hmm. it's not right before everything goes down, but at one point she wakes mm-hmm. Harper up. She grabs a dagger, she launches at Lilith. She's clearly fight, flight, or freeze. Yeah. She is fight. What are you? I I want to say I'm fight. I'm definitely freeze. I freeze. How in every situation in my life where I've ever been scared enough to do something i hate the way i reacted because it's always just i can't even run away Mm -hmm. i just freeze my Mm -hmm. reaction is to sheer panic Mm -hmm. and frozen the number i'm never gonna be the hero i'm i'm never gonna survive i'm never gonna i'm not gonna live to be the hero or the (laughs) especially if i get woken up if i get woken up in the middle of the night by something I have the kid reaction of like hide under the covers. I am a yeah freeze for sure. If I stay still, they're not going to see me. It's like a not Tyrannosaurus true. Rex. We are the you know those goats that uh, are you what <laughs> you know the goats that um, their muscles seize up when they get scared. The fainting goats. No, you don't know what a fainting goat is. No. So there's these goats. Why would I know what a fainting goat is? <laughs> Y'all. Okay, I grew up in Alabama, so I know lots of fun woman of things like this. Many interests. I also had a pet goat for six years. I love goats. But so there's these a breed of goats called feigning goats. And when they are the ultimate freezers of flight, fight, and freeze, when they get scared, all of their muscles seize up mm-hmm. and they freeze and fall on their backs with their feet straight up in the air. They just literally, everything freezes and they topple over and their feet go up in the air. We're the fainting goats of the world. <laughs> Don't possums do that? Oh, do they? I, when you're driving and you see a possum and they just stare back at you and you have to swerve around They're them. frozen? I literally. think they freeze. I think it's possums. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Uh-huh. Wow, you're getting the I'd real... I'd rather be the fainting goat of the world than the possum. You're getting the the real Alabama and Florida, Rachel and Yeah, right that's now. true. <laughs> do you know goats do that? <laughs> uh, speaking of fight, flight, or freeze today... My husband, oh, we were working, on a, <laughs> working on a house. We're remodeling this house, and we have had a lot of problems with 
people breaking in and we had a like a squatter situation. It's kind of a scary house to be in by yourself. And he, it's where her husband spends most of his time. Most of his time right now. Being kind of scared. Well, there's no air conditioning. It's there's no electricity right now because we're having to redo the entire because someone came and cut it. Someone cut it's our a- electrical and busted our meter, and there's no. We had to rewire the entire house. It's been a nightmare. But my husband was working in the bathroom. There's a heat wave. It's 109 heat index in Nashville right now, and here's someone. It sounds like inside the house, and he a fight, flight, or freeze. He is fight. 100% fight. And he thinks to himself, all right, this is going down. We're, I can either crawl through this tiny bathroom window or I come out guns, bla- not literal guns blazing, but I come yeah. out just like hammer and With drill. my hammer and screaming and try to scare <laughs> this person off. So that's what he chooses. So he runs out of the bathroom, cussing like a sailor, just yelling obscenities at the top of his lungs and trying to sound as scary as possible. And then here's someone go, uh, electrical inspector. <laughs> which you really need. <laughs> which we need, desperately need this electrical inspection so that we can get our electricity back on. And it's just this like sweet older man, electrical inspector who Bless my him. husband is just cussing out. Fight, flight, or freeze, man. Fight can get you into trouble, <laughs> I guess. Well, we... We have a group text between my husband and Allie and hers, and it's probably the group text that takes up the most space on my phone. I have to constantly oh, delete yeah. it because we talk all day long. And we've all been invested in this house because Allie and her family have been pouring so much time and energy into, you know, making it nice, and we were all really excited about it, and this electrical permit... We, we've all been waiting waiting with bated breath to see if it passed. Because once that happens, you can turn the air on. You can put the walls back together. You can, it's just like a huge corner to turn. Mm-hmm. And so we knew it was coming. And we get these really cryptic texts from Josh. The he most cryptic being, I almost had a, I almost got into a fight. With the inspector. With the inspector. <laughs> and we're all thinking, like, did he fail you and you made him pass you? Are we are we at no. that level of desperation? Um, no, we just thought he was an intruder. And yeah. he screamed obscenities <laughs> at this sweet man. So, yeah, I feel like we've covered a lot. We summarized. We talked mm-hmm. what we like, what we don't like. We're not doing any casting this round because we felt like we cast – a lot of the characters. So we're going to skip over that for this book. We'll get back to it in the next one. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed the Curse Breaker series. We would recommend it. Even though the end was a little mm, bit of a dud, it didn't ruin anything for us. It, yeah. it really didn't. I no. was glad I read it. I was happy with the way I chose to spend my for time sure. reading that. The next book that I am recommending to you Allie so excited is seven days in June which is a bummer that it's gonna be our first book in July oh but I know I'm reading it in June (laughs) we're reading it in June it'll be our first book in July whatever it you can read it I read it I think in April Mm mm-hmm so good. Just because it's the a little word spicy. June is I know. not in, it's in the title doesn't mean you have to read it in June. 
Um, this is a sexy modern love story to start the summer off right. Mm. And there's a creator on TikTok, which I will research and find her because she's recommended a lot of the books I've ended up loving. Had She put a series out on books with black characters, but the characters their stories do not revolve around black trauma. Yeah. And I I chose two of the books we're reading this summer that I that are my picks or books from that list. And I'd really love to talk about that with you. I've been yes. wanting to talk with you about this book forever. Oh, I'm excited about it's this so one. It's so good and it's sexy and I I don't want to give I don't we don't talk about books before you talk Yeah, we don't talk about it. I um, have um, – I'm taking my kids to the YMCA pool tomorrow, and they've passed their swim test, so I can just read while mm-hmm. they terrorize the lifeguards. Yeah, we'll see you in seven days. We're looking forward to it and hope you continue along on this summer reading series with us. Thanks for joining. Thanks for being a part of the Curse Breaker series with us, and we are so excited to keep going down this path with all of you. Bye. Bye, everyone.